welcome to the Timothy Project Podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Welch, and here with me today is my co-host, Chad Hunsberger. Why is that what funny? What a start. What a start. <laughs> Why you got to make fun of me? I'm just, right I, I didn't make fun of you. So I joyfully laughed. You were just supposed to say, like, hello or hello. something when I said, hello. my co-host, Chad Hunsberger. How you doing today? There you go. I'm 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 great. We That's are kicking excellent. off season so two. Glad. I know you're excited yeah, about that. Yeah, here yes. we go. And we're making some changes to the podcast. Just saying. There's a few things I want to let everybody know. Number one, I'm new yeah. <laughs> to the podcast. Yes. I have actually been on the podcast before, but my first time hosting the yeah. podcast. Yeah, so I'm yeah. excited about that. Co-hosting. Right here with the the one and only Chad Hunsberger. Mm. So that's exciting. Yeah. Um, secondly, I do want everybody to know we have a new format uh, where we will be releasing uh, episodes uh, twice a month on yep. the 1st and on the 15th of every month. Yep. So you can watch for those. I know you'll be on the edge of your seat uh, waiting for those to come out. And uh, then we also have, this is fun, uh, number three, we have a new producer. Producer yeah. Colin hey, is producer in the room. Colin. So we're imagine, excited. Imagine that Colin just said a lot. But he doesn't have a microphone, so we couldn't hear him. So it was a lot. And and most of it was super excited banter. And so, (laughs) um, yeah, we're thrilled. So, yeah, we're excited about this. The Timothy Project exists to equip and encourage current and future pastors, missionaries, and ministry leaders. Topics we cover on this podcast will hopefully be of help, be a source of encouragement, and hopefully a little iron sharpening iron for those fellow pastors and ministers and missionaries who are out there. And so... Um, yeah, so our first we, topic... We may have some other guests along the way, too. Oh, yeah. Right? Well, I think that's we possible. Are. Well, and that's going to be fun. We already have some in the works that yeah. I will not let the cat out of the bag oh, yet. Yeah. But well, nobody wants a cat anyway, well, so and keep it in that bag. <laughs> my children know what the only kind of good cat is, but I'm not going to say it on the podcast because I could, you know, I, I, you know alienate emails. people. I don't want to do that. So here's our topic for today. Yep. How about that? You wanna, we'll Go hit a topic. It. Today's topic is calling to ministry. Yeah. And so what's it like to have a ministry calling? So, Chad, uh, d- d- tell me about your call to ministry. I know I know a little bit about your story. And yeah. uh, from the little bit that I've heard, I think God called you from the womb, right? Like, is that <laughs> Just about. pretty close <laughs> to right? I had a different story. Tell me your yeah. quick. Yeah, so um, I grew up in a minister's home. My dad uh, served in ministry at a church my whole life. And so in some ways, I think there was a part of it that was just like, oh, that's what dad does. I guess I should do that. Uh, I did come to Christ uh, called to salvation uh, at a young age. Um, So I was around six years old, and uh, I remember trusting in the Lord for salvation. Uh, And and really, I remember when like everybody else was being asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? And, um, you know, you're talking about firemen and baseball player and football player and I want to be a police officer, teacher, or whatever. And I, I never remember saying anything but I want to be a pastor. I want to wow. be a preacher. Like, always. Uh, when I was, uh, I don't know, those elementary years, I would, like, circle up the family and make them listen to family devotions. And that kind I've of heard stuff. those stories before from your from family members. From my mom, yes. in particular. <laughs> um, but then when I was 12 years old, uh, I, I had just finished sixth grade. Um, and my, my, I have an older brother and sister and they had gone off to student camp. Uh, and it was just a, one of those years, you know, where there's a lot of significant decisions in the student ministry. Uh, it was the same year my brother got saved. Um, and one of his best friends, uh, came home from that, uh, that camp and felt called to, or, or stood before the church and said, um, that he was committing his life to what was at the time it was described as full time Christian vocation. That was like the box you checked on the little card. And I remember going to my dad and saying, "Like, is that a thing? Am I, I'm supposed to tell people? Like, 
I mean, I, that's what I'm going to do. And mm-hmm. so it led to um, some more conversations. I, I met specifically with uh, our pastor, our student minister, our children's minister, wow. uh, all these individual meetings. I met with my mom and dad individually. Um, each of them, really my request from all of them was to to, to hear what I was kind of going on through my mind, and then to look at some passages of Scripture. So I compiled that that list of Scripture, and two weeks later, I walked before the church and checked the same box, called to full-time Christian vocation. And uh, that same summer, I taught my peers for the first time. I, I yeah. right, forced my family to listen, but then <laughs> I taught my peers. And uh, yeah, that just kind of created this trajectory for me for the, like, life. I I started teaching about a weekly Bible study in my house when I was 14 mm. and uh, every Monday night at, at 7 o'clock. Wow. I think it was 7 o'clock. Uh, That's a lot for a 14-year-old yeah. to take on. Yeah, so it was That's fun. Huge. So I did that for two years, 14 and 15. So freshman, sophomore year, junior year, I became the youth minister. So I stopped Monday nights and started teaching on Wednesday nights. Wow. Uh, yeah. And so, okay, I, and I know Tell me a little bit, just really, really fast sure. about your. Um, so you felt called to be a pastor immediately. Yeah, very like specifically. Felt very strongly. That's uh, what it I was. really felt like my pathway <laughs> was going to be, and, and this was probably later, um, more high school days, so not super later. Mm-hmm. Um, but realizing, okay, I probably can't be a pastor at sixteen. Um, so what's the like the next thing that I get to teach, what's the next mm-hmm. age group or what is available. And so student ministry was kind of the natural thing. So going into college uh, was planning on, you know, I was a religion major, mm-hmm. wanted to go great, like just gain as many things as I could in that regard, but was thinking student ministry, that would kind of be my pathway to one day being a pastor. Uh, there was a, there was certainly some arrogant, stage where I thought, like, I don't even know if I have to have college. I can just go plant a church right now. I mean, hey, like, I can preach sermons and uh, get get some people together. Wouldn't that be sufficient? And so uh, I remember that, like, freshman year of college and talking to one of the guys that's still one of my best friends now, and he's like, no, that's not how it works, buddy. Uh, <laughs> nope, it was just happen. very uh, humbling to me yep. and in a great way. Uh, my wife uh, yeah. at the time, certainly, she was <clears throat> You know, she was my girlfriend, fiance, and she really encouraged more schooling and uh, kind of a understanding of church a little bit different, which was really helpful. But so my calling, sense of calling, really, yeah, came very young. But for me, it was like this is just what I always felt like I'm supposed to be the pastor, teacher, preacher guy. Wow, that's cool. That is so different from us. Yeah, yours is like. I don't want to do that. <laughs> no, I did not. So I also did. Now, the similarities there, I did grow up in a minister's home, yeah, and yeah. so I was blessed to be in church every Sunday and, and grow up around the church, hearing about Jesus, knowing Jesus um, very early in life. And so so that was a huge blessing sure. for me. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, I just chose. My, my father uh, was a minister. My mother was a teacher. She taught high school chemistry and biology, those kind of things. You're so, about to say, I don't know why, but we all... <laughs> That know you know you as the mama's boy that you are. Well, and, and that, we yes. we yeah, that's just part of it. <laughs> it it's is. not like even an offensive statement. I know. Well, but you and your mom had a great relationship. We did, and it, so, yeah. it is a wonderful thing. Yeah. So I, it does not offend me at all to yeah, call me mama's good. boy. I love my mom, but I love my dad too. But it's one of those where I I don't, I don't know why, but I did not want to be yeah. either one of those. I even sure. told people uh, I remember being a senior in high school. 
And everybody's asking you, what are you going to do in college? Oh, yeah, what are sure. you going to major in? And I, <laughs> I remember saying, I know the two things I'm not going to do, ministry and teaching. Yeah. I will not do either one yeah. of those. And uh, God in his divine thing to do. sense of humor. <laughs> Declare all the things you're not going to do. I know. Do yeah. To that the was, Lord. I didn't know that. I didn't know that at the time. I, I was so young, but I learned a good lesson, uh, yeah. obviously. So I go to, go to Mississippi College and I get there in my freshman year. I'm doing a Bible study with the BSU called. Experiencing God, you may have oh, heard of yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was hot off the presses. Uh, I'm dating myself. Uh, it was very uh, new at the time. And so we're going through experiencing God. I'll never forget it. Uh, we've been studying and John 15 and, mm-hmm. and other passages, great stuff. We wound up hitting the statement that said, what you do reveals what you believe about God. Mm. And I remember sitting in my dorm room bed and being hit square between the eyes with a reality that I had not... You ever been going through some stuff and you felt like you're dealing with things, but it's, it's all, I don't know, pieces and parts. And all of a sudden, at some point, it comes into focus. Yeah. And I began to realize, I think I had been struggling with a call to ministry for years. Sure. I just didn't know what it was. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know what was going on. You didn't know what you were know. running from, no, necessarily. Not at yeah, all. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, I was wrestling with that. Anyway, and I began to realize that I had been arguing with the Lord mm-hmm. and telling Him that I couldn't do ministry because I couldn't be perfect. Mm. I couldn't live up to that standard. And sitting there in my dorm room and reading through that statement by Henry Blackaby where he said, um, what you do reveals what you believe about God, I reveal, or I realized that my lack of follow-through mm. was not as much about my own humility, which is what I thought it was. I thought, oh, I'm just too humble. I can't do that. Uh, it turns out that's not what it was at all. It was actually um, a lack of faith. I was yeah. not trusting God to sure. be able to do all the things. So I was putting my faith in myself instead of God. So anyway, at that time, I did. I, I gave my life to the Lord whole wholeheartedly saying, I will follow you into ministry if that's yeah. what you want me yeah. to do. And um, so just began walking that direction. And oddly enough, uh, the Lord called me into a ministry of teaching. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Um, and so, so it's both been, the it's things you said no to. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I knew I didn't feel called to be a pastor, like the mm-hmm. lead pastor. And yeah. uh, at the time, I didn't feel called to go overseas. And that's all I knew about missions. I was like, I, I don't necessarily sure. feel that. So I thought it's got to be either youth ministry or that would be it. Yeah. So I tried youth ministry. One summer, and I thought that was great. I loved it. But when I got ready to leave, I was going to hand off the ministry to the parents mm-hmm. um, because they didn't have a youth minister there. And I began to realize that not all of my parents were mature enough spiritually for me to hand it off to. Mm-hmm. And so I developed a burden for adults yeah. and yeah. teaching adults to grow in their faith. And so, anyway, so oddly enough, I was, at the time, I was attending here at Colonial Heights, and uh, I met with a guy who was my mentor, um, Mark Bricker. I met with him. He was the minister of education. I didn't even know what that was. I'd never heard of one. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just met with him. I only had one question. What do you do? Yeah. He told me what he did, and it was like the Lord confirmed it every moment. Everything that he said, I was like, that's it. And so anyway, since then, it's been an interesting uh, thing, but I've known since that day that I felt called to be a minister of education yeah, yeah. or now a uh, family discipleship That's pastor. Right, right, so right. whatever you want to call it. Um, but along those, so you never really, you said you never felt like there was a season in your life where God was changing your calling. Have no. you ever heard of people that have struggled yeah, with that? Yeah. Like yeah. A, a change? Yeah. Uh, I've, I've certainly seen that even when people f- sense a calling that is away from ministry, mm. not, not out of burnout, which happens and not out of anger or, uh, getting fired, but a, a sensing of hey, maybe maybe this this work, like getting paid for ministry versus I'm supposed still supposed to do ministry just in a different way. Uh, so there's there's certainly those that I've talked to, um, 
and and even a, a, a friend here a, a church who would say that there's uh, the Lord seems to call him in different seasons to do things uh, kind of vocationally or not and so um, yeah I, I think we see that often so sure I call it and I don't know I'm sure this is probably I've read this somewhere I bet uh, I couldn't find where I had so sure. it's probably not original to me but I call it that the difference between like a static call to ministry versus a dynamic call okay. Where I believe that what God calls us to do is to put our lives on the line, like to mm-hmm. say, "Here it is, the blank check. Yeah, yeah. It's yours, and you do with it whatever you want." Um, and that may change over time. He may change yeah. that as yeah, to yeah. you know our different seasons of life. I know I'm doing a lot different things now than what I was doing when I first yeah, started in ministry, sure. and so it has definitely changed over the years. Although the call has remained the same. Yeah, because I think. There, even for me in the different roles I've had, right? It's still the work of shepherding people, yeah. still the work of teaching God's word, preaching God's word. Um, so, so what, whichever avenue I have done that, it's all, all along, it has felt pastoral, yeah. uh, in, in nature. Although, all along, for me, I was thinking lead pastor was yeah. the, Kind of where I was headed, mm-hmm. um, even though you worked in several different jobs, yeah, 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 several different roles. That's right. The church. That's right. So, have you ever felt like quitting? You can be honest. No, no. I'm 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 weird <laughs> enough to. That's true. Yeah, uh, and I, that sounds like oh no, I've never had a hard time, but but for me, I think part of it really has been the um, the only thing that I've known or experienced or. Uh, and again, maybe it is because it was for so long or whatever, but for me, it just, that wasn't ever really, hasn't been a thought. I'm not saying it won't be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's just not been. And we have talked before. That, that yeah. has come through your mind. It has. There have yeah. been seasons where uh, difficult times, and I'll be honest, like in each of those, you go back and reexamine and, yeah. and go back yeah, and yeah. say, okay, why am I doing what I do, That's what right. I'm doing? Did God call me here or not? Mm-hmm. Is this something? And I believe the only thing that has uh, kept me active in ministry, yeah. as 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 I have been, you know, really is going back to that original call and knowing God called me here, and He is the one who's in charge, not me. And and so when were to you trust first like ordained by the church or licensed mm-hmm. by the church, whichever one happened first? I actually was ordained and licensed same at time, the same right? time, uh, but right before I came here. So uh, the first church that I served right out of seminary um, did not require oh, okay. a license or ordination yeah. for me. I was working as a minister of education, yeah, yeah. and so nobody cared that I didn't have either one of those documents. That's right. So I didn't do that until I left there and came here. So like in 04? Is that right? Yeah, mm, 03. It would have been 03, 03. probably. Mm, no, it was 04. Yeah, right. yeah. See? Good how, job. How do I know your uh, dates? That's funny. This is you, weird. I will. Nobody uh, who knows me will be surprised that I didn't remember the date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, so I was licensed in 2000 mm-hmm. and then ordained in 07. Okay. Um, Which is funny. I'm not going to tell you how old I was. I, I know. Either of those. And I was yeah. not the same age as so you. So let me ask you this. How is, <laughs> how is because people who are listening, how do you explain the difference between a calling to ministry and a calling to salvation? Yeah. I, I think we want to be really careful about that because one of those is... Uh, calling calling to salvation is through much more permeating scripture mm-hmm. in that language. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Certainly, I think about uh, a calling when when you think about like Abraham was called to go somewhere. Like, right? God spoke to him, go pack up your stuff and go to this place. Certainly, right. but when you think about the 
term, calling, that isn't really used as much in Scripture mm-hmm. except for salvation. And so I, I do think the, the similarity is that it is a quickening of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. stirring in your heart. Um, the difference is that, again, one is salvific and one is, um, one is not, right? right. So th- those are going to be two different uh, t- types in that sense, but certainly from the Holy Spirit and yeah. uh, through the Word and that kind of thing. And I really think, I mean, having looked at it before, like the during the Reformation mm-hmm. time is when you really begin to see moving from a clergy, and, and I guess in right. the modern, what we would call more of the modern era, yeah, modern church, yeah, yeah. you know, as you're looking at where, where it was, if you were called or if you were anyway in ministry or used by God, you were a clergy member, you were a priest or whatever. Yep. And it was during the time of the Reformation that really... You know, as as scriptures well, became priesthood of the believer yeah, becomes to everyone. Yeah, language mm-hmm. starts to common language. That's Bibles right. becomes more. Yeah. All of those things certainly played into that. And I think even like if you trace the 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 word vocation actually comes from the Latin word vocare, which is yeah. to call. Which well, is the fact that it's Latin, so, right? Yeah. I mean, hello, how fun is that? Um, <laughs> but it it does like it 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 really opened up ministry to more people. And, and really sensing this oh, yeah, call sure. of God where beforehand, I don't know, some of the things you read, it, it certainly yeah. sounds like it, it was a choice someone made to go into ministry or to choose this as, sure. their, as their life's work, as opposed to a God-calling um, kind of thing where, where yeah. it's the Lord quickening, as you said, quickening mm-hmm. your heart, yeah. um, being different. And I, and I think that's something that we need to help people to understand, yeah, sure. that, that call from God uh, is very different from a decision to, well, I, I want to do this job or I want to do that job. Yeah, but I think you can also mm-hmm. sense a calling to do something that's not ministry. That's true. Uh, that it could be yeah. the place you serve that God can call you to be a lawyer or a doctor. God can call you mm-hmm. to do those things and that, that might you might serve the Lord in that way. Uh, he can do that as well. It doesn't all have to be calling to vocational ministry as yeah. you check the box on the card. I think that's a great point. And something that I think we all need to remember, yeah. that no matter where you are serving the Lord, no matter what your vocation sure. is, you're we're all called to spread the gospel. We all have sure, the same yeah, yeah, great yeah. commission. We all have that. So whether we're serving in, in the secular world, in some other job, I, I struggle to call those secular jobs in some way because they can have very sacred yeah. importance. Yeah, yeah. People are used by God. So how do you know? So if we're talking to somebody who is struggling with a call uh, mm-hmm. right now, how do you know if God is calling you? I think one of the first things you need to do is talk to your church, uh, whatever that looks like. Uh, when I say talk to your church, it doesn't necessarily mean get up and talk to the entire congregation. I think you need to, whether that's uh, talking to another a staff member, an elder, if you have elders, um, there needs to be some affirmation from the church that yes, not just that you have some uh, great talent in talking in front right, of people, yeah. but that you have, yeah, like this is affirmed. We're seeing in you that you are making disciples. You do have a desire to evangelize. You do have a heart for these things. And so uh, I think that, that the church is really the starting point for that. And then I think um, from that, you should be looking for, even in yourself, um, you're asking those same questions so that when that pastor says, hey, do you enjoy this? Do you have a passion to see people know Christ? Do you have a desire to invest your life into others? And it's like, if you don't, then what do you think ministry is? Right? So it's, I think what, and then I think you can back up. Okay. Then what is 
God stirring in me. Maybe he's stirring in you to make disciples right. because you're not doing that. And so it's like you don't have to get paid for that. Um, so, yeah, I think that those are uh, some, some things you start with. I agree with those, and I think it's good, like you point out, having connections with the ministers and, and people who are on staff whatever at your church, godly people that yep. have gone before you. They may not be on staff, but it's people that can see and can affirm. You want some truth speakers in your life, sure. right? Yeah, <laughs> some yeah, yeah, people yeah. who are not willing to, or who are willing to tell you the hard truths and yep. even say, mm, I see what you're saying, but I'm not positive. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But that's something that we want to be careful with to, to help guard uh, against our personal wishes or desires going out on someone else. And sure. so I want to be careful, I guess, in looking at someone and say, oh, yeah, you've been called to ministry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd be careful saying that. Yeah. However, you and I were talking in the hallway the other day about uh, kind of some things coming into alignment uh, alignment as, mm-hmm. as people are being called into ministry. Yeah. And we talked about ability, opportunity, and passion. You mentioned passion yep. already. Um, yeah. But how do you see those three things lining up to help yeah. affirm that call? I think, again, because the Bible doesn't give us that, that term that way that we can define and say, okay, it should look like this. I think that cross-section of your ability, like your, your skill set, uh, and your the things you love to do. Do you find yourself passionate about the work of ministry? And then uh, your opportunity. It's kind of one of those where it's like, if you don't have one of those three, then maybe this isn't for you. You might have opportunity and you might be skilled, but it doesn't mean you're you're called to it because you might not actually love it. Right. And so it's like, yeah. okay, what what does how's the Lord orchestrating those things um, for you in you? And that's where I think again the church kind of comes in and helps yeah. and says, well, you don't even love this. Or <laughs> quite honestly, man, you think you should be a music minister and you can't carry a tune that's not a good idea like it doesn't mean you can't do something else in that's ministry right. but let's 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 really try to consider what all that's not it um and so i think that's where those things do cross uh that, that end up providing some clarity for what that might look like and how you might kind of again make make steps moving forward so the church plays a big role yeah. in this yeah. part they of should. affirming the call mm-hmm. and helping to 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 do so. So we're talking to pastors, missionaries, yeah. ministry leaders. Yeah. And so as they are thinking about, you know, some maybe future, like we're talking to some who are dealing yeah. with the call right now, yeah, maybe yeah, they're yeah. listening to this because they're struggling with, is this something God is calling mm-hmm. me to? And so we've talked a little bit about that affirmation, but then what, what, what sort of a word of advice you would share with those who are pastors, ministry leaders, missionaries who are out there who are calling out yeah. the called, as yep. we say? I think there's three things. Yeah, I knew this question was I like coming. That. Yep. One, two, three. Um, I'm going to try to remember all three because I didn't write them down. But, I'll make uh, one up for you if you need me to. Okay. Well, I think one is to actually do that work of expressly teaching that there are people in this room, in the congregation, that we are expecting God to do that work of calling them to ministry. And so you you set the stage by talking about it, saying it, praying it out loud in front of everybody. You're, this is a common thing. So then it doesn't seem bizarre that someone might say, yeah, I think I'm called to that too. No. The, and it doesn't matter what size church you have. It can be seven people, or it can be, you know, 700 people, you can still make those kind of statements of, we feel like God, this is how multiplication works, so we feel like God's going to uh, raise up the next leader, the next pastor, the next missionary, so you're, you're making those kind of statements. I also think that then when, so my second thing, is when someone does say, I think I'm called to ministry, 
um, you now have a new job. Uh, you either connect them with somebody or you become the person that helps them think through that, pray through that. You start looking at things like what uh, what kind of future decisions do they m- need to make? That could be anything from their age to thinking about college, thinking about seminary, thinking about um, opportunities for ministry, or uh, you're looking for places to help them plug in and give them some reps. Let them share their testimony in front of the congregation. Let them teach. Let them, uh, like you're, you're doing all of that. So, so thing number two is giving them opportunity. Sometimes that's not easy to let go no. of things, right? No, no, no. <laughs> to no. let somebody who's just trying it out for the yeah. first time. And, and then you tell the church, yeah. like you help the church know, hey, um, aren't we so glad that Johnny just preached his first sermon uh, you're telling everybody, hey, buddy, this is his first sermon. So though it was seven minutes and he forgot to pray at the end, it's okay because mm-hmm. I forgot that there was a song at the end of this last Sunday, and I've been okay. doing this for 25 years. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so even the veterans make yeah, mistakes. Yeah, so you're just letting yeah. the... You're allowing that to the church to be the safe space for, quite honestly, for some failures. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're getting them some reps in that sense, man. And that's such a good thing for the uh, church because the church, the church thing gets so excited. It. Yeah, they get excited because yes. they're seeing new growth. They're seeing something like that. And, and when see, that guy is good, ten years later, oh yeah. they're like, "I remember his first one." That's right. Everybody they, else remember that? Yeah, when they get to be you a know part he was chewing thing. gum and kept his hands in his pockets the whole time, and <laughs> you know whatever. <laughs> Uh, so absolutely, and then so the good. the um, the third thing was um, to oh now see I told you I should have written it down. Um, oh man, do you want to make one up, Jerry? Yes. The, well, I was going to tell you the first one you said was yeah. to call them out, like actually to say use it. the invitation time. Yep. And I was going to warn people that um, as you do that, you must be prepared. Um, because yeah, I'll tell you what Chad did when he came to Colonial Heights, he made a statement from the from the stage, and I remember hearing this statement from the stage and thinking things are about to change, and uh, and, dun, and dun, things dun. did, yeah, <laughs> in a good way though. But but he said, I am praying. Not only am I praying that 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 we will be sent out, I'm praising that praying that God will raise us up mm. and send us out. And he looked out at the congregation, and uh, and and Chad. You I was probably us, crying. Well, probably so. It could have <laughs> happened. But you said, I, I'm going to pray that in a few years, some of you are not here yeah. because you're out serving on the field. Yeah. Now, fast forward five years later, mm-hmm. and we have sent out, I think, at least around 50 people, whether to start a, a church plant or mm-hmm. to literally go around the world to share the sure. gospel, and just had uh, another family, another one of my favorite families, that, that stood up this past Sunday mm-hmm. and said, God is calling us to the mission field. And so uh, I would I would just tell pastors, ministry leaders out there, like, be careful what you pray for, yep. um, but know that you get to be a part of this beautiful process of what God is doing. And so you mentioned the second part of that was to let the church have that opportunity, let them get some reps in and know what to do and how to do that. Uh, and so did you come up with your number three? Mm-mm. All right, we're going to wrap it, but we're going to come back. and uh, we will. I know, because I know it was good. Hmm. Um, But I would encourage you, if you're dealing with this issue, if you're feeling called, if you're struggling with, I sense God is doing something in my life, number one, start with prayer. Number Mm -hmm. two, get together with a good, close Christian friend, partner, somebody who can pray with you, listen to you, walk through that. And then I believe as God puts wise and godly people in your lives, like go to seek out others who are doing what you sense God may be calling you to do or dealing with and uh, begin to ask those those in-depth questions about what to do. And look, be willing. 
be willing to do something. Um, and pastors and ministry leaders, missionaries who are already in place, be willing to give it up <laughs> to let somebody yep. else do it. Train them up in it. It's hard to delegate. That's not one of my best. Yeah. Not one of my best things, but something we got to do. Um, any recommended resources you want to mention as we're wrapping up? I had a couple that we talked about yeah. yesterday. Yeah, uh, I think you're going to reference maybe uh, discerning your call. Yes, uh, that one. There's Jason another. Jason Allen. Yeah, that's what Jason Allen. There is another one um, recently, uh, maybe even called "Calling Out the Call." That's it by uh, Scott Pace and Shane Pruitt. Yep, and so yep. those are good ones. I remember the third thing. No, you don't. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, Here's we're going to go long, people. Yep. This I'm is so sorry. This is my fault. So. Um, you said something that I kind of disagree with a little bit. Ooh, I think sometimes one of the things you need to do when you see someone with the skills and the passion, you need to say, you need to give them an opportunity. Sometimes you need to actually, they're afraid. They don't know who to ask. So sometimes gotcha. it does come to us. I can think of one guy in particular who's currently a pastor who I, who was just a Sunday school teacher. Yeah. And I, two guys, uh, and I said, hey, like you keep talking about the things you love and about how you're enjoying this so much and you wish you could do that more. And don't you think that maybe the Lord is calling you to this kind of work? That's not thunder. He's just so passionate. Oh, I'm he sorry. Is, I'm being, the, on the, but, on the thing. but yeah. So like, <laughs> I think some, now that is not all the case. You got to know the people and I'm not trying to be the Holy spirit to those guys, right. but I do think sometimes mm-hmm. they need to have that question asked to them. I agree. And I think that's good. Literally there are, there are two guys that I think of right now that are pastoring a church that I, I ask that question and they look back at me like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. I like my job. Yeah. I'm fine. And, you know, seven years later, the Lord laughed at them and said, okay. <laughs> well, here um, you go. Yeah, so I, I'm not saying I did something special. I'm no, saying but, that mm-hmm. they they just needed that question asked. And I think that's a great, uh, that's, that's a good pushback. I'll receive that. I think that's good because I do think part of, our job as leaders within the church and those who have been called by God to be ministers to the flock is is to notice those things, even when maybe people yep. don't notice it in themselves, and to be able to call those yep. things out. So that's excellent. good. That's a good reproof. I'll take it. Found I appreciate it. it. Yeah. So glad. And uh, also, I was going to recommend one more book, Got at Work by uh, Gene Veith. It's yep. a very interesting one, especially as you're relating back to some of the other professions that we talked about earlier. Now, I'm going to wrap us up. Good uh, job. I appreciate uh, you listening today. Please like, subscribe, or give us a rating review, share it on social media, that kind of stuff. We'd appreciate it. We'll be back on September the 15th, so be sure to turn tune in uh, then. If you have questions about the Timothy Project and what we shared today, or maybe you have suggestions for future episodes, email us at info at thetimothyproject.org. You can check out our website at thetimothyproject.org. Thank you for being here today. 